Announcement. The revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution Podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. Hear the secrets of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game. Now here's your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. What's up, guys? Sonia Gomez coming to you from Denver, Colorado on another Rock Your Socks episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast, where we are sharing and telling the real story of cannabis and hemp through the eyes of the entrepreneurs and change makers who are pushing this industry forward. We are breaking down barriers and roadblocks in this space and helping to bridge the gap and raise awareness around the truth about cannabis every single day quite literally transforming the way that we think about and talk about cannabis in our families and communities around the globe. If you're someone looking for products that you can depend on to deliver the results you're looking for, check us out at medicalsecrets.com for our favorite picks. We have tested and tried over 2,000 products in the last three years no easy feat, let me tell you. And we have found some that you can truly feel confident spending your hard-earned money with and spending some time getting to know. If you're a budding entrepreneur in this space and you're looking to break through some of the glass ceilings and brick walls that this industry inevitably will present to you, I'd love to hear your story and how you got started. Shoot me an email, sonia at medicalsecrets.com. Would love to get to know you. You guys know if you've been following me for a while that I love to pull pull together some of the best of the best in the industry, entrepreneurs and business owners from all walks of life at all different levels of success and know-how. And today's guest is no different. A lady boss out of North Texas is the owner of and CEO of the Happy Hemp Store and has created a pretty incredible partnership with the pharmacies in her area. The Happy Hemp Store is based in North Texas. You will find them inside of independent pharmacies, not in the typical CBD store setup. But first, how did they get here? Well, they worked in rock radio. She worked in rock radio and the music industry in cities from coast to coast for more than 20 years, finally making the transition into the audiovisual IT world back in 2004. And during this time, she designed and sold large scale interactive video solutions into Dell's Austin campus and six thousand plus AT&T buildings across the US. This left corporate America then she left corporate America back in 2015 and created the Red Door Pantry. The Red Door Pantries are simple wooden boxes set up all over Texas. However, these simple wooden boxes are filled with food from the community. They welcomed anyone who needed food to simply open the door and take what they needed. There was no need for anyone to feel humiliation when they explained why they needed food. They did not require them to to listen to religious messages or to accept 
help simply drive up anytime and take what they needed. She organized food drive events that took place multiple times a month, a group of about 60 volunteers, and even uh, an ever-flowing, ever-evolving lineup of corporate companies and nonprofits that would donate large amounts of food, obviously creating massive change in the way that her community was being served every single day. She was introduced to the power of hemp in October of 2018 while at a local pharmacy with a friend who suffered from carpal tunnel syndrome. They saw the display and asked if they could smell the salve and her friend rubbed just a tiny bit on her wrist. And by the time that they got to their car, her friend said that her fingers were no longer tingling. They laughed it off thinking not much of it and that it was more all in her head, the AKA placebo effect. But by the time that her wrists and her hands and her arms, by the time that they had drove back from the pharmacy, they decided that they needed to purchase the salve. They spent the rest of the afternoon trying to find people who owned the CBD company. And once they found the owner, they called and introduced themselves and told her that she was going to work for her. Eventually, she set out on her own working with the small CBD lines and had the most confident that she had the most confidence in. Today, the Happy Hemp Store is open in pharmacies in North Texas. And they are in expansion mode, looking to add more pharmacies every single day. And I was super impressed to find out that what since she has started her business, it has tripled um, in size or doubled every single month, which is super exciting. I'm su- I'm really honored and excited to introduce you guys to Miss Terry Youngdale. How's it going, Terry? Very good, thank you. I'm so excited to have you on. And why don't you introduce us to your partner and friend here um, who you are uh, in collaboration with, um, with your store. Excellent. Um, This is David Damaski. David is the pharmacist and owner of Beaker Pharmacy here in McKinney, Texas. It's the location where I have my first pop-up store. And um, without him, I couldn't get this done. This is so exciting. And I'm really... I'm I'm so honored to be able to tell this story. I have seen people from either facets, but I have yet to see them sort of come together communally the way that you guys are. Why don't you guys share a little bit about why you selected? First of all, you can you can share a little bit about your background, David, um, if you'd like, and why you selected to allow Terry to come in, set up shop, and you know, sort of co collaborate on how you were serving your patients. Okay. Yeah. So I myself left corporate America a couple of years ago. Um, I was on a hospital president track and really asked myself, is this where my heart was? And it wasn't. And so we decided to open an independent retail and compounding pharmacy here in, a, in our area. And uh, we've been open about a year and a half right now. And um, Terry and I met right after we opened. Um, she came in and called on me um, with her, the old company she was working with. And it was kind of an instant connection as far as um, learning about CBD. We um, got along really well and we worked together for quite a while. And then we would bounce ideas off of each other and, you know, just, hey, why don't we this? Why don't we that? And um, we just started you know, talking and this idea came up and I'm a big believer of CBD. Um, and that's, I think the biggest thing here is I've seen it, uh, affect a lot of patients' lives since we started carrying it. And we want to do more of that. And I use it personally, my family uses it. Um, 
And so it's got to be out there. And I think patients need a reliable, reputable place that they can make sure to buy quality from or ask about drug interactions, ask about some of the medical questions they have, but also a place in our community where physicians feel comfortable to refer somebody to go to and, and discuss and perhaps uh, purchase some and see what would fit best for them. So great. I'm, I'm always curious to know about this. And um, I love that your guys' relationship was collaborative from the very beginning, but it's not always that way. It's not always so simple. There's generally quite a bit of quote unquote convincing that one has to do if they're on one side or the other. Did you receive any pushback from any of your colleagues when you decided that you wanted to open up to CBD or were they pretty receptive and just sort of waiting on the sidelines to see what would happen? Um, I would say for the most part, it was pretty, we, it was pretty open. We didn't really get any pushback. I think there was a lot of people in the area that were scared about it. They were unsure. Um, fortunately, a, a good friend of mine is a, a high level cannabis attorney here in North Texas. So I was able to, you know, really pick his brain on all right, what is going on with the farm bill, what's going on, what's legal, when are we able to do this? And he basically green lighted it. And, um, we, I would say we're probably one of the first in the area to definitely, you know, really encompass this and embrace it and really try to get out there. And we've written some blogs about it um, as far as why you need to, you know, be careful where you're buying it from. And if you're on certain medications, make sure you, you know, ask a pharmacist about that because there are some deadly interactions that can happen. And yeah. um, as we've started to do that, um, you know, more and more people have come online um, and started carrying it in pharmacies. But I would say we were one of the early adopters um, as soon as we were legally able to. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and I, the, one of the things that I admire most is how you are working with patients to, I mean, well, I guess talk me through this a little bit. I've I've come into contact with pharmacists who are like, always wanting to look towards the more holistic options before they get into the heavier, um, you know, pharmaceutical medications. Um, For instance, if they know that there's a salve um, that contains cannabis or hemp that would work just as well or better, they would opt to give that rather than um, something that was prescribed. How, How do you, where's the line of demarcation for you where you you know, go with your personal opinion, knowledge, and know-how and feel confident in that um, versus promoting a pharma- the use of pharmaceuticals? Oh, I think it just mostly depends on what's going on with the patient. And a lot of times um, people come in for CBD as maybe an adjunct. Um, it's, something's not working. So let me, okay, I can't sleep, for instance, or I have, I'm on pain meds and I'm still having pain or my arthritis is really bothering me. So we kind of discuss, you know, what's going on, what have you tried? And, you know, then we usually can help them with the recommendation as far as, okay, this dose, this, this is the right format for you for what's going on. Um, you know, and sometimes they need both. And sometimes we've been able to have patients completely get off prescription meds once they start, you know, CBD, whether it's for sleep or, or pain. Uh, but sometimes with, we deal with a lot of pain patients as well. And I like to tell them, okay, man, I like to manage their expectations. And I say, you know, you're, you may not go completely away from pain, 
but your eight can become a four. And a lot of times when that happens and they're able to decrease their narcotic use or muscle relaxer use or whatever it may be. So they're, um, I think it, it really works in conjunction, you know, for a lot of, uh, a lot of patients and a lot of them don't want to go to their doctor or they've tried other things and they're seeking an answer too. that. Yeah. You know, they don't have to go get a prescription. They don't have to go sit in an office and, you know, some simple things like some arthritis in your thumb or your knee, there's nothing better than, you know, a good CBD salve. I mean, I use it. My kids use it. My in-laws use it. My parents use it. Uh, half the community around here uses it. And then you <laughs> find some that are, you know, really, uh, really good quality and really good strength. I mean, it sells itself and people come back and, you know, it's, it's, I'm very happy to see this uh, available to everybody now. Yay. Yes, I love that. Um, I'm going to ask you a little bit on the business side because I think in some cases I was I went out to the um, big pharma tech conference that was held in December out in Las Vegas, and um, I was speaking with many pharmacists who sort of laughed off the idea of having a quote unquote CBD pop up in their store, um, and. I think that there's just still such a lack of education. They're not sure how it could quote unquote bring benefit to what they're doing. Can you talk to me a little bit about the business model and in the first few months, how quickly you guys have grown? Is it lucrative? And do the projections show that this is a smart move to move into the future with that will add to your bottom line, but also allow you to make a bigger impact into your community? Yeah, absolutely. I think the the biggest point here with um, partnering with Terry is reach, because um, we are, you know, we're limited in our our physical location and our hours, for instance. And you know, there's and we're also a busy pharmacy. Um, you know that you know sometimes the patients want to talk to us, and you know it may be a little bit of a wait just because we have other things going on. Um, but there is uh, there are some limitations there. And we first started just carrying a couple of different lines. And that's, again, how we, we met. And we were, it was pretty successful. But then we had this other idea of what if we partner up, because then Terry can be out really helping to promote Happy Hemp Store, our pharmacy, the products we do work with, and multiple avenues and directions where, you know, just if you have it in your pharmacy by yourself, you're not going to be able to do that. So she has a lot of different relationships, um, but also can um, can just be out there and boost to the ground to help this thing grow. Whereas yeah. I'm very limited in doing that because, you know, to operate a pharmacy, you always have to have a pharmacist here. Yeah. And, and that, that was one of the limitations where people are hungry for it, but just being able to get out and get that the word out and get the information out about, yes, we have this, we have trained people, we've... Uh, done a lot of research in the area. We have different, um, um, oh, how do I say it, products. And we've tried and tested them and moved around what's worked, what's not worked. So, you know, we're, we're confident in, in that. Um, you know, it's, it's, been, it's worked really well that way. And on the other piece of getting another pharmacies through what we've done, we've been able to say, okay, if you want to get into it, but don't want to have the huge investment, for instance, or you're not sure what to pick, we can say, all right, here's a tried and true, a salve, uh, some drops and something for sleep, for instance, and start with three SKUs that we know will move. And you just, you know, we have to educate them on that as well, how to use it and, you know, certain 
drug interactions, if you will, but um, getting that word out to more in the community, whether it be other pharmacies, um, we've talked about podiatry offices, chiropractors. Uh, there's a lot of out there that, you know, if someone came to you and said, okay, I have this basically turnkey solution and we have a few different ways and that it can work, a lot of times you're going to get a yes. Yeah, absolutely. And at the same time, there's so much product that's mm -hmm. not a quality product that's out there. And there are doctors and pharmacists that are really concerned about their patients taking garbage. Mm -hmm. And this gives them the opportunity not only to make a little bit of money off of it, but to control that quality that their patients are working with. Yeah. You know, if you're picking it up at the video store or the gas station, we know that that's not going to be the right quality, that that's, it's going to be expensive, um, but it's not going to do the work that the patient needs. And, and we can work with them and determine, do you need a 500 milligram solution, a thousand, a 1350 or a 3000 milligram solution and make sure they're getting the right quality. Not just that we have a COA that shows that it's a good product, but that we've used it. That our family has used it, and that we know that this is going to do a good job for somebody, and that's important. That their first CBD purchase is the right CBD purchase, right? Not just, because online you hear so many people say, "Oh, I'm in my third bottle with my third brand, and it's not working." Yeah, yeah. I get come you. to the gas station to get yeah. it. Come to the store. Yeah, come to the pharmacy. Find out how that's going to work with your personal body chemistry. Mm -hmm. Get, yes. the, get it right the first time. And the number of patients that I talk to that say, oh, it didn't work, it didn't work. Um, I find 90, I mean, almost all of them, they weren't trying a high enough dose. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll go with the cheapest bottle, for instance, but, you know, we're just like medication. There's a reason there's 10 different dose drinks in certain medications because everybody's a little bit different. And, um, you know, they want to go with the smallest bottle or the cheapest bottle or not give it enough time. And we ramp them up in, in dose and they get results, you know, because we're able to kind of understand what's going on and how much most people are going to need and really talk to them about how to dose it, how to, how to titrate it up, how to, you know, is your problem in the morning or is it at night? Is it during the middle of the day? And, you know, have those different conversations with them that really can um, affect their, um, their experience. Absolutely. I think that's the thing that I find the most is, you know, there's just not enough information or education around dosing and people lose confidence when they spend their money on a product that doesn't deliver the result that they're looking for. And we're so, we're, we're instant gratification people anyways. Like we're all looking for the quick fix. That's why we take Advil. That's why we take, you know, these over the counter stuff because we're like, we don't want to drink a gallon of water to stay hydrated. We just want a pill to take away the headache from being dehydrated, <laughs> you know? And so I think, um, I think that this is such, such a powerful synergistic partnership. And I'm so excited to follow your guys' success um, and to continue working with you guys too. I, I was telling Terry, I'm so excited to talk about how we can help promote. We have such an underserved um, community of people in our, in, we just have such a massive community, over a million followers. We've impacted around 200 million in the last three years with our content. And we developed um, an online clinic that's attached to our blog and people can sign into the clinic and actually register and pay for a consultation. And what we do is we 
talk about their, you know, what's their medical history, what's their current medication regimen, what are all of these, you know, um, variable factors that make them the unique person that they are. And then we make a product recommendation based off of that. And it's all HIPAA compliant. Everything is all built in there. And I just, I know for sure that what you guys are doing locally can be expanded. And I would just love to continue the conversation to talk about how we can serve a broader audience with, you know, your products and the things like that. Um, but also the knowledge and expertise. It's been it's been really exciting to see the transformation happening from the most unsuspecting, you know, clientele. So congratulations to you both, um, David. I have a final question for you before you get back to all of all of your our patients over there, and I dive down the rabbit hole with Terry here. Would you recommend for pharmacists or the medical community who is listening in here and just trying to figure out how they can integrate what's their lowest barrier of entry where they don't have to perhaps learn a ton or maybe they don't have to do a ton of research, but really offering, like you mentioned, that turnkey solution, would you recommend that they remain open or find a way to integrate CBD and cannabis products and or um education into their practice before too long? Would you, is it something that you would recommend other folks do? Absolutely. 100%. You know, I think um, the pharmacists are in a unique position to we're the most accessible healthcare provider and we're the easiest um, to ask a question to the, we, we can usually look up all their medications. You know, we've had a uh, 10 patients that I've said, you're not a candidate for this because of, you're on a blood thinner and, you know, it's, I can't, I can't let you do this. Um, and that is such a powerful message to be able to, because if they didn't come here and they went somewhere else and tried it and they have a bad reaction and they could end up in the hospital or worse. And, you know, you just have to be, um, be mindful of that. And I think, you know, having pharmacies and, um, Medical practitioners involved is a huge thing. One, it helps the bottom line. Let's be honest, and and all the reimbursements that are always shrinking, um, and pharmacies and medical and and all other healthcare um, arenas, um, it does help that. But it also is the right thing to do. I mean, if you can get people off, especially opioids and pain medications, and reduce those, I mean, it's a that's a powerful, powerful thing. And we've actually had a lot of patients reduce some of their usage of it due to CBD or due to a, a salve. You know, we have one guy that, um, I mean, he's one of our regular salve patients that comes in and it allows him to keep working. Um, this salve he puts on his foot. I mean, he's just horrible reconstructive surgery and he's in a boot all the time, but he uses this and it allows him to function normally without having to undergo that, that, um, experience until he's ready for it, you know, so he can keep working and get ready for it and prepare. Uh, so it's, it's a very powerful thing. I think everyone should be open to it. Unfortunately in our medical pharmacy and medical practices, there's a lot of it's black or white and a lot can't see gray and you have to be able to see gray. I feel, look at alternatives for things because, you know, we just have to. Such good advice. Well, I'm so excited to have you on. I'm certain that we're going to have more conversations. I'd love to have a deeper conversation with you, maybe on a separate episode, because I I also believe that even as business owners, people do not know 
and in some cases act as if they don't care that there are chemical reactions that can and do take place when it comes to combining CBD with your pharmaceuticals. And it's so dangerous, um, especially while we're a self-governing industry, we really have to hold each other accountable to making sure that we go that extra mile to understand what we're doing, how we're doing it, and more importantly, who we're helping or could potentially hurt through our actions and formulations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to have that conversation with you to understand a little bit more of the you know, science that is behind the combination of these things and what we need to watch out for and start to um, you know, educate within our own personal communities. Um, and I'm all about the self, self-regulating regulating within the industry right now. So would love to get that on the books. And I'm so grateful for your time today. Um, and thank you for being one of those open-minded people who would say yes to progress and change and bringing it to your community in a you know really professional um, and conscious way. Well, thank you. And can I add one more thing? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That's where our... The idea and what we're doing makes so much sense because it makes it easy for some for a, a chiropractor, another pharmacy, or a podiatrist, or even a physician. Physicians will kind of be, I think, one of the last um, uh, acceptors of some of it in their office. I think we see too many times they they like it, they know it works, but from a liability standpoint, I think they struggle with actually carrying it. And that's yeah. where a lot of them, when I've talked to them, you know, and I tell them how we can be screened for this and we can help them with that, they just send them over to us to kind of take care of. But it'll be a while, I think, before most physicians have it in their office. But with other healthcare providers, especially pharmacies, this makes it easy because we've tried different products. We know what works. We have some education for them. So it, it takes that self-discovery uh, and education away from it. And I think you get a lot of yeses at earlier adopters when you um, when you have that. When you make it easy for somebody, and that's what we're trying to do. I'm so excited about this, you guys. This is so great. I've I've been uh, I've been really waiting. First of all, for Texas to get on board, and second of all, for somebody to be doing it right. So this is so exciting. I'm really honored to have you guys on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Terry, yes, I'm going to get in this with you. Dave, thank you so much. Great to meet you. Thank you. Likewise. (laughs) Um, Terry, what a lady boss. I cannot believe it. First of all, you're, you're uh, been wrangling, wrangling um, superstars for the better part of your career and then moving into creating these beautiful um, displays with lights and monitors. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up in the cannabis craze. Okay. Um, Well, you know, like you you mentioned, you know, I worked in uh, rock radio for a long time. So right there in Denver is where I got my start. Um, I worked for a couple of radio stations there um, in the big hard rock, heavy metal days of the early 90s. And um, had a blast, you know, I was in my early 20s. Um, And then as the radio world evolved, I realized it was time to make a change into a different industry Um, and slowly evolved into bringing technology behind or putting technology behind the music to get it and distribute it and better quality music into commercial locations. 
And so um, a lot of, I moved, I was in Los Angeles. I was in New York. Um, I did AV systems up and down Fifth Avenue for retail stores because music is a big part of the retail experience yeah. and loved it. Um, but then moved into the AV industry, um, adding the, the big video pieces to it. And it, um, it just evolved over time, you know, as, as people demanded uh, video to be a part of their multisensory uh, experience, even in retail stores and in um, restaurants, any business, that's really how it evolved. And then I got AT&T and Dell as my big accounts, and they worked me ragged for, <laughs> for a long time. You had to be ready at 7 in the morning, and it was 11 o'clock at night before um, the people on the far West Coast and in Asia were done with their day. So it uh, it wore me out. <laughs> and so you needed CBD to relax. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, did. I did. Unfortunately, it wasn't an option at that time. Um, but I, I, yeah, I burned out and sat and did nothing for a year and then slowly opened up the food pantries. And part of what I learned from that food pantry is you can't just heal somebody with a full belly. There's more behind that. And then in Texas, CBD and hemp became legal. Uh, well, before it became legal, I, I got involved in the business and um, really just took that as my mission. I saw it make a big change in my parents' lives. I saw it make a big change in my life. Um, you know, I wasn't sleeping for years and started using the salve. And all of a sudden I went from sleeping two to three hours a day to sleeping a full night. And it's amazing what you can do when you're well rested and your mind is, is all there. So it saved me. It made a huge difference in my life. And, you know, in the, in the bio in the beginning, you, you talked about me going to find the ladies of the company, the people that owned um, the, the SAB store, the SAB group that I found. And I literally called her on the phone and was like, my name is Terry and I'm going to go to work for you. Aww. And her response was, well, maybe we can get lunch tomorrow, but back off a little bit. Um but to this day, I work very closely with her, you know, and right here in my hand, I've got that product that got me involved in it. And it's, it's a game changer. I love that. I, I absolutely love that. And, you know, there's always some sort of personal story, whether it's through a friend or a family member or like myself, it was something that happened, you know, exclusively with me that made me sort of switch from private, you know, private consumer to public advocate. Um, what for you and start, there's, there's all these visions of grandeur, right? When you're getting started in this industry, you're like, oh my God, there's $22 billion that we could potentially earn as an industry in the next three years. There, you know, Texas is the biggest state in the country. It's practically its own country. <laughs> you know, it's like there's there's endless opportunity, and the vision can get very big very fast. Right. Um, and then you're, and then the rubber hits the road, and you're like roadblock number one, speed, right. speed bump number right. seven, uh, impossibility number twenty nine. Like <laughs> there's just the inevitable always happens. 
what for you have been the biggest challenges that you have faced in, in starting and growing? And what are you up against right now when it comes to growing your company? Well, the biggest obstacle is people's perception of what CBD is and what it is not. Um, the Dallas area is a very conservative community, very conservative community. And in 1981, Nancy Reagan said, just say no. And here in 2020, I still work with people every day that are concerned because it's marijuana. Well, it's not marijuana. And so it's really just their perception and their understanding of what the product is and what it can and cannot do. Um, and Nancy Reagan, if she were still here today, I am sure would slather her body with this so she didn't hurt so much. Yeah. Because it would be a good positive thing for her. Um, so that's the biggest obstacle is, is people's perception. Even after the farm bill was signed, it was not legal in Texas yet. And people would fly into DFW airport and have a perfectly legal product in their bag. Um, but they didn't have a COA on it and they couldn't prove that it didn't have THC. And night after night, we saw on the news mug shots of someone's grandma because she had CBD cream in her carry-on bag. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't just put them in a mug shot. They arrested them. And these ladies spent the night in jail, which is crazy that that would happen. So that's the perception. And, and people are still afraid of it because they saw those. The DA in, in Tarrant County was very clear. It is not legal yet. The state of Texas has not passed this into a legal bill. And so we went from December when it was signed until June of last year when it wasn't really legal in the state yet, except people were using it. Um, we're in Collin County. And here, if they knew that you had it, or if somebody complained that you had it, then yes, they were forced to enforce the law. Um, but other than that, they really just kind of turned a blind eye. There were stores popping up and they knew that they had product in there and they just kind of let it go, fortunately, in, in Collin County. But in Tarrant County, people went to jail. Wow. I so, remember watching it on the news and feeling like I, I was actually an informed because when I talked to you, I was like, you can't sell that shit in Texas. <laughs> People are going to jail for, you know, having it in their carry-on. But then you enlightened me and brought me up to speed, which I appreciate. And I'm so excited. You know, one of the questions I have, um, especially as it comes to, you know, serving different patients, um, there's multiple ways to utilize and ingest cannabis um, or hemp. By the way, they're the same thing. They're just different, you know, phenos. Um but one of the things is inhalants, mm-hmm. you know, vaporizers, smokables, um, you know, inhalers. It mm-hmm. accesses the bloodstream 40, you know, within 45 seconds. It gives you instant relief, anxiety, mm-hmm. insomnia, tremors, cramping, nausea, all different types of things like that taking a pill or ingesting it or even eating a gummy tends to take anywhere from 12 to 45 minutes or longer 
Mm-hmm. And my question is, do you receive requests or questions about inhalants? Are you feeling like you're not serving at the highest level because you're not currently offering them? Or are you currently offering some variation of an inhalant to sort of, you know, offer a full scale of product to the community? So at this time, because we are in a pharmacy, um, we do not provide any inhalants at all. There is um, a a new inhaler that's out that I'm interested in learning a lot more about. And I had one guy come in and and honestly, he needed immediate relief. He was, um, he had used cannabis, smoked cannabis for years. Um, but his son is a teenager and had started to use himself because he had seen daddy do it for so long. And he made a commitment to himself and to his child that he wasn't going to do it. And he was really having a lot of anxiety that day. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to do anything more than provide a, a really strong dose of a uh, of an oil. Uh-huh. And I didn't like that. I wasn't comfortable with that. But at the same time, there are so many unknowns in the medical, medical community with the vape pens and with the many different types of vapes that are out there. We're not, we just don't have the confidence to sell it yet. Koi has a new inhaler that's out, um, and it looks like it's a medical device, which means we have to be double careful there because we this, this is a place where people come for medical care, and we just we're not comfortable with it yet. Yeah, and that makes sense. I'm, I'm just curious, you know, a lot of it is a very counterculture. It's related to the counterculture of cannabis. And so I don't, you know, no judgment whatsoever. I'm just wondering how you handle that, knowing that, you know, as an inhalant, it's probably most effective for some of the reasons why somebody would be using it and, you know, how you address that. Um, I can certainly make some recommendations of some different inhalants that we had used, including including essential oils and oh. and terpene infused essential oils with CBD in it. And it sounds crazy. I was like, freaking essential oils, come on now. But then the more that I learned about terpenes and flavonoids in cannabis, well, in anything really, and under they say that 80% of your taste is actually your smell. Right. Well, terpenes mm-hmm. and flavonoids, there you go. So um, I'm much more of a believer. And now that I have used CBD-infused essential oils personally, I'm like such a believer. Um, so I feel like that would be probably a pretty good fit for you guys. And I'll send you, I'll make sure to get you some samples of some stuff. It's just been such a powerful tool. Um, and I was reading earlier today that with some of the essential oils like that, as opposed to just putting them, you know, on, on pressure points on your body to put them on your navel, on your belly button, because there's thousands of veins and art, art, um, veins that go to your, to your navel from when you were, you know, in your mom. And so when you put that on your navel, it actually absorbs into your bloodstream quicker. I, you know what? <laughs> My aunt told me, she's like, put some of that cannabis oil in your belly button. And I was like, <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, yeah, right. And then I tried it and I was like, yeah, right. it works. It works. It nice. makes so much sense. Made so much good sense. Um, yeah. Terry, I'd, I'd love to talk a little bit about the business model. And I think a lot of folks are just trying to figure out how to get started in the business. How can they, you know, maybe they don't want to start a brand. Maybe they don't want to deal with all of the stuff that it takes to have your own brand, but maybe like you, they're a really powerful connector and they want to make a difference. And perhaps by sharing or selling somebody else's brand, they can, you know, start to feel that pride of business ownership. When you got started, um, when you got started, what were your key considerations for picking the model that you did? Number one. And number two is what kind of growth have you experienced thus far? Okay. Um, So when I first got started, uh, I would, you know, love my ego says, oh, yes, please have a brand, my name all over it, and it will save the world. Um, But in reality, I just didn't have the money for it. You know, I spent almost everything I had on a food pantry for the last three years, and I did not have the funds to do it. And so I just sat down at the Internet and did my research, Um, went on a lot of the Facebook pages and, and listened to what people were saying about the products that they were using and what was and was not working and reached out to those companies myself and learned more. And got samples of the product, bought the product, used it, used it um, on friends to try to see what what it would do for them and the pain that they were having. And talked to David um, on what would be best, what are the best strengths. Um, And so basically it was just research and trial and error. Um, I certainly am not to the point where I've researched over 2,000 different brands but I am real consistent and, and real active with about 150 brands right now, um, knowing their products inside and out. So once something new does come out that I'm on top of it and that I'm trying it and I'm making sure that that what I have is either better than that. And if it's not, bring that new brand in. Um, but to start with, I just didn't have the funds to go out and create my own brand. And then as I got more into it and and use the brands and and suggest and promote them to others. I'm not interested in putting my name on a brand. I'm not interested in in doing that. There's great product that's out there. You know, this is Joy Organics right there from in Colorado. It is an amazing product and it does amazing things for people. I've got a regional brand how I, you know, with the product that I got started with here in town. And um, I'm really not interested in putting my name on it. There's so many good products out there that I don't want to spend that time and spend those wheels or that money um, to do that. There's a lot of good stuff. And I'm just going to focus on the good products, the great products that are out there and get them in the hands of our consumers. What are some of your key considerations when you're vetting products to bring into your fold? How are you you know, you would be considered quote unquote new to the industry, but how did you develop the criteria that says, yes, we want this product or no, we're not going to pick that one up? Well, certainly I would look at their COA um, and it took me a while to really understand what those COAs said and then find my way to figure out um, the ins and outs of of what was in that product. Um, 
Other criteria, taste had a big part of it. Um, so, for example, um, the naturals that, that don't um, have any flavor to kind of counteract their, its natural flavor, um, kind of moving away from that, because if it's a chore for somebody to take medication, whether it's a CBD product or whether it's a pharmaceutical grade solution, if it's a chore to take, they don't take it. You know, you've got, we've got so many diabetics across this country that do not take their medication every day. They do not take their insulin because they're afraid of needles, because they're afraid of, of the pain that's involved in it. And they're not getting the medication that they need because it's a chore to use the product. So one of the big things that we that I've looked at is flavoring and to make sure that somebody, if it is a natural flavor, that they know what to put it into so they can mask that. Or if it's something that tastes really good, um, that they're going to enjoy taking that because that's the big thing. I don't want to just make a single purchase. I don't want them just to feel better for a week or two. They need to come back in 30 days and buy another product. They need to come back a year and a half from now and continue to use those products. So flavor was a big piece of it. Um, the scent of, of a salve is important. If, you know, the commercial where you smell like aspirin or something creepy like that, and the lady comes up and she's like, oh, you smell like Walter. Nobody wants to smell like Walter. We want to smell nice and we want to use products that are not going to to make us smell bad in our community. Um, so the sensory piece of it was a big part of it. Um, secondly, when I use it, does it work? Um, when I put it on my knee, does my pain go from, at the time it was about an eight, does it go down to a four? Well, I continued to use it and it went down to a nothing. And so that makes me really like the product even more. And when I'm behind a product, when I know how it works, I can sell it to anybody. When I know that it works, I can sell it and make sure that it's something that works for them by following up and just making sure that in a week, two weeks time, that they're still using it multiple times a day and that it's working for them. So the criteria really had a lot to do with the sensory perceptions of the individual who's using the product. So great. Um, are you looking at, you know, are, how closely do you look at the COAs and discrepancies in, in the testing and things like that before you bring a product on board? I mean, you're in a medical environment, so I assume that that has to be pretty stringent, right? It is, um, but at the same time, I've talked to enough labs and I've talked to enough manufacturers kind of off record that, you know, if they have a new product and if their COA, their COA doesn't clear at one lab, they're going to send it to six others. And they're going to show the COA that says that it's, it's what it needs to be. So I understand that um, and I'm concerned about that. My big concern in Texas is that it doesn't have too much THC because as much as I know that the THC and CBD together are going to do a better job of reducing the pain and the inflammation, it's not legal here. And I can't do a good job for somebody and, and make sure that I've got good products in the stores if I'm in jail. And they will in Texas arrest you 
Um, legal limits 0.3 here. So there's a little bit of variation. Um, so if you're a little over, you're not going to be in too much trouble. We can go up to 0.41 um, legally, but um, I have to be really careful about that piece. Yeah. I mean, hello, nobody wants, <laughs> nobody wants it to go crazy. I get a lot of questions about um, how somebody can apply their current skill sets into, you know, joining the green rush. And, you know, there's no secret that AV and being in that tech and in the radio world, not necessarily a group of skill sets that you would be like, oh shit, this is perfectly applicable to the CBD industry. Like this is perfect transfer over. I'm going to just, it's not like you're a pharmacist or like a, you know, a farmer, you know what I'm saying? So how are you using your existing skill sets that you had in your previous career and bridging it over into this new venture? So my true skill set, whether I was in um, radio, the music industry, or the AV industry, was my ability to do the research on a product, find something that I felt very passionate about, um, whether it was a brand or whether it was a specific technology. Um, once I am behind it and once I feel strongly about it, I can sell it. If it's you know, if it's a plumbing product, if it's a CBD product, or if it's a high-end um, multi, uh, multi-touch multi wall, um, if I believe in it, I can sell it. But I will not sell it if I don't believe in it. If I don't have confidence in it, I won't touch it. Yep. Yeah, I, I can totally relate to that. I had a hiccup with a client a, a couple years ago, and they were like, it the hiccup seemed so silly, but it was such a significant shift in my confidence in the, in the sales aspect of things that I, and I think it was good, right? I, I think it's always good to know like, Oh shit, I don't have a hundred percent running rate of perfection on this. You know, like I have to change stuff too. So I was, I had sold a client a package. It didn't go the way that we had expected to. We didn't have the right infrastructure in place to be able to serve them. Um, whatever. So, it really compromised my confidence for a long time. I couldn't sell shit. And then I finally made this criteria with my husband who was like, come on, you're wicked. You can do it. We got to do it. And I was just like, listen here. Okay. If this isn't a thousand percent foolproof, I mean, I'm talking like iron clad. Okay. If there is even one air bubble in this micro, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I have, I have, paralysis. Like I literally can't. Mm -hmm. And ever since I created that criteria, not only have we up, I mean, it's nothing's ever perfect, right? There's always room for improvement, but we have up leveled both the sales and the delivery a thousand percent, Mm -hmm. which has been really, which has been really significant. Um, In this section, I like to ask about, um, you know, your knowledge, your expertise, knowing what you know now, having gotten down the the line a little ways and um you know as i mentioned there's a lot of folks who are just trying to figure out how they can get in how they can participate what the opportunity is what would be a couple of key pieces of advice that you could offer to a budding entrepreneur in this space who wants to make a difference but perhaps doesn't know how to make the quantum leap um what would be some key pieces of advice or words of wisdom that you could offer 
I would encourage them to focus on their professionalism, do their research, know their products. Um, I see a lot of people out there and they're just acting like clowns. I mean, literally with big, big hats and they're at events and they're dancing around and, oh, it's CBD and they're acting like clowns. Why would you purchase a product like that from a clown? Why, you know, when you're at a flea market and somebody comes up and asks you information, you need to have a professional answer. You need to be prepared for that. You need to have done your research. And when I go into the other CBD stores in our area, and I've been in every single one in this region and have asked every single one of them, how is this product going to interfere with my liver medication? I don't take liver medication, but that's what I ask them. And every single time, I'm told it's not a problem. By one guy, I was told it would enhance it and it would make my medication work better. When in fact, the CBD is processed through my liver and could raise my enzymes if I had a liver issue. That could put somebody in jeopardy. And so I really encourage people, no matter what your background is, if you want to get into this, if you're going to interface with the medical profession and or with consumers, make sure you know how this is going to interact with them. If you're with a multi-level marketing group, fine. All that garbage that they're putting out and all those promises that they're telling you, not exactly accurate. I saw one today where it was skin cancer on the side of somebody's nose. And he said, look, our CBD cured this man of cancer. No, you, you can't do that. You can't make those commitments. You don't have enough information on that patient to be able to say that. And that's what I would encourage people to do is take a deep breath, be be a professional. If you're going to farm the product, know the soil, know what needs to be done to grow the product. If you're going to manufacture it, get to know the manufacturing industry. Um, If you're going to create your own brand and market it, know that marketing, know that social media. If you're going to sell it, be a professional. Know your product and know what it can and cannot do. And do not make promises or commitments that you can't follow through with. That Because that's dangerous. Not just because a senior citizen spent money that they don't have, but because you possibly put their life in danger. Because maybe that person's taking warfarin and CBD does not work with warfarin. Never the two should meet. And so CBD professionals, for the most part, don't know that. And and that's scary. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm scared. (laughs) I'm scared of stuff like that. And I didn't really even think about it or take it into consideration until I had, I have this one like really, really eye-opening experience. Because let's be frank, I'm not anybody's medical professional. I just so happen to be connected to some incredible people who personally and single-handedly transformed my life. Um, (laughs) But I, I didn't go to, I didn't go to college. I just know how to ask you know, invasive questions. If you really want to know the truth, I just get up in people's business. So I'm like, you know, tell me everything. Um, But when I first started my publishing company, I used to get samples from folks and I would do like the daily double giveaway where I would like, if somebody did two tasks, they would get put into a raffle and I would pick somebody to get a product. Mm -hmm. Well, I had 
not done extensive research, nor had I ever, you know, I never looked up, does mint cause epileptic patients to have seizures? I would have literally had to look that up to find that out. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's not listed. And I had given a free product to a patient who was on disability, and it was a mint tincture. And he got it, and he was so excited, and he was so gracious, and he was so sweet. And we celebrated, and he took the tincture, and moments later fell into a violent grandma seizure. And yeah, he called me back and he and his wife called me back and they, and it was a few days later and they were like, Hey, just wanted to let you know that we're okay. A, B and C happened. We've been in the hospital. I've been having seizures and we just figured out and realized that we can't take mint tinctures because we have seizure conditions. Mm-hmm. And I literally saw my life flash before my eyes. Not only if he, like, let's say that he was a curmudgeon, right? Let's say that he was some jerk, (laughs) right? From some unknown trailer park in an unwanted part of the country who just was out to ruin somebody's fucking life. He could have sued me for everything that I was worth. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't. He was this totally sweet, loving, you know, for the cause kind of a guy and was just like, it's totally fine. I didn't know either. And, you know, if you want to send me another one, I'd love to try it. And, you know, let me tell my story. So now more people know about it. And I was just like, oh my God, this is, this is ridiculous. You know, I have anxiety. I'm going to smoke a joint. No, (laughs) it was just, it shook me to my core. And ever since then, I always have to ask the questions like, what do I need to know? What do I need to be aware of? Can we use liposomals? Is it okay for it to be a bovine gel cap? You know, right. what kind of, what kind of, I'm so heavy and heavily tied into FDA and FTC compliance. I want to know what Disha has to say. I'm so interested in working collaboratively with these larger agencies because guess what? They're already in charge. There's no reason for me to cause another fight. So I'll piggyback off of the words of wisdom that you shared and just say something very simple. Okay. Number one thing that you guys have to be aware of when you are considering opening a business in this industry is who do you want to solve what problem for and why? Mm -hmm. Once you figure those three things out, the who and the how will show up. Who is going to be the team and how are we going to execute on this vision? If you don't have that pretty clear, it's going to be really difficult for you to understand what the parameters or rules of the game are. Um, It's pretty clearly defined what you can and cannot do in Monopoly or in Checkers when you're playing the game. Life is a game and so is this industry. It's just a game. Unfortunately for this industry, we're pretty much still self-regulating, but there are still current guidelines in place for the other things that are related, quote unquote, to this industry that can offer you some guidelines to keep you out of trouble. Please do not be the reason why we get a bad rep in this industry. We are self-governing. We're actually a pretty tight-knit community and we are 
really welcoming new blood into this space. However, we request that you take the extra time and spend the extra money finding out what the parameters are, what are the guidelines, and how can you stay as close to compliant as possible when you are starting, growing, or scaling Mm -hmm. your company in this space. Taking that extra time on the front end to measure twice and cut once will not only eliminate expensive mistakes, but it will help you be respected and revered and trusted as a new brand in this space. And if you're bringing skill sets to an existing brand, for instance, if you decided you wanted to call Terry up and say, guess what? I own a network of 10 um, pharmacies in this area, and we'd love to have your company come in and do a pop-up. You know, that's the exact kind of way for you to bring value and open up joint venture operations. It doesn't always have to be your thing. This is not an egocentric industry. It can be if you play at it wrong, but if you look at how can you bring, what can you bring instead of what can you take, chances are you'll be a lot more lucrative, a lot faster in both your impact and your income. Those are my words of wisdom. Beautiful. Do no harm. Do no harm and be kind. Terry, where can folks find you if they're interested in finding out more about what you do, where you are, and what products you have available? They can reach out to me. My email is Terry, T-E-R-I, at the Happy Hemp Store, or they can go to my website, thehappyhempstore.com, and um, I'll get right back to you. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I'm so honored and and I want to continue to um, help you guys grow and scale this. I think it's fantastic. I was actually talking to, today is my Texas day, by the way. Like I had all kinds of folks in here from Texas, one from Wichita. I mean, I had them from all over the place. They were saying, good Lord, amen. And I was like, praise. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bless. <laughs> and so I was ready. I had a good feeling already starting off with the good Lord's name. We they they gave me some they they brought me to choice. It was good. So and so today is my Texas kind of a day and Um, I'm just, I'm so enthusiastic and so excited about what you guys are doing down there and want to do everything that I can to support you guys being successful. So thank you for your time today um, and for sharing your story with us. I'm really looking forward to doing more and getting to know you better. Yeah, me too. And for those of you guys who are tuning in, thanks so much for being a part of this incredible community. I invite you now to like and share this content. Make sure that you tag five people. And just to give you an idea of the difference that you make when you take action and make those simple tasks, you are helping us quite literally move the needle on legalization and global acceptance to provide safe access to the patients who need and want to utilize this plant. Because you like, share, and tag five people, we have been able to impact over 200 million people's lives around the world with the truth about cannabis and hemp. And we have several billion more to go. So get busy, like, share, and tag this Uh, and tag five people that you know this interview is going to make a difference for. And if you're new to our community, welcome. Join us at at medicalsecrets.com for some quick and easy digestible content. Um, If you are interested in joining this industry or perhaps already in the industry and have a great story to tell or some struggles and challenges to solve, we are here to help. Shoot me an email, Sonia at at medicalsecrets.com, and I will be happy to do whatever I can to find out, to uh, help you, but also would love to share your story with our community. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Sonia Gomez, and this 
is the hemp revolution. We'll see you on our next show, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. We took notes on this episode for you, along with all the links and resources mentioned in the episode. Get them free on the show notes page here at www.medicalsecrets.com. If you love this show and our content, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really want to help us get the message out there, please rate, review, and tell all your friends. With your help, we can continue to reach the world with our message. And until next time, we hope you join the hemp revolution. And we challenge you to dream big and love the life you live.